Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. This is episode five, I believe, of season two. And what are we talking about on today's episode? Veggie Tales. That's right. It's the long-lasting animation series that started, when did it start again? 1993. 1993. And the big news with it is that it's coming out with a new show. Yeah. When is the new show supposed to be released? 22nd of October, starting with a new Christmas episode. Okay, awesome. So yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about the new show, what it's going to be like, as well as the general history of VeggieTales. So, but before we get into that, we have a word of the day for you. It's time for word of the day, new words. You can say new words for your rhymes and for your wordplay. By the time you leave this video, you'll be smarter than you was before. It's time for word of the day. So the word of the day, more like an abbreviation actually, is DTV. So Ezra, can you tell us what DTV is short for and what it means? DTV stands for direct-to-video, which means a movie that doesn't go to theaters but goes on video like how they did it back then, like Laserdisc or VHS, and currently nowadays DVD, Blu-ray Disc, 4K Ultra HD, and digital. I think it used to be considered, if you release something direct-to-video, it generally was considered like a lower budget product or an inferior movie or whatever the case might be. But nowadays with streaming, it's a lot more common for movies just to get released straight to a streaming service. Like Netflix has a lot of Netflix originals that never see a theater, but they're still very popular. Or Disney also did many direct-to-video sequels to a lot of to a lot of animated films. Right, that's another common one. But more pertinently to this episode, a lot of the original VeggieTale episodes were released direct to video right yeah and most of them were like half an hour long and some of them were special episodes right so they had christmas specials they had parodies they had episodes based on the bible things like that but we'll definitely be talking more about that but before we do we want to answer the trivia question from the last episode so just as a reminder the trivia question was what failed VR console was made by Nintendo in the 90s. It was called the Nintendo Virtual Boy, and when it was released, it failed both commercially and critically. People thought it had poor graphics and bad lightings for video games, and also back then for virtual reality, especially for video games, nobody was even ready for such a thing back then, like a lot of people would today. Right, so the technology definitely wasn't ready, I think, for something of that nature. It was notorious for everything was cast in a red light. And I think there's talk about like how it caused people to have an anger issues or get paranoid when they wore it for too long because they just be mm. they just see this red light the whole time. But this year, Nintendo again went back to virtual reality with modern virtual reality. People like better for their Labo cardboard accessory for Nintendo Switch, which they have in virtual reality now. And hopefully so far it's improving from the failed virtual boy. Yeah, so VR in general has improved drastically. So you have things like Oculus, the PlayStation has its own VR system, mm. Nintendo has produced its own VR system. The complaints about the original VR console that they made, they vastly improved on those. Yes, and how later on they've become more commercially as well as more critically successful then. Okay, so that's the 
answer to the trivia question from last episode, stick around for the end of this episode when we will give you a new trivia question for you to answer. But for now, we have a feature presentation to get to. Okay, so as we said, VeggieTales started way back when in 1993. Yes, in December of 21st of 1993. Right, and it was started by two friends, Phil Vischer and Mike Naraki. Yeah. I hope I'm pronouncing Yeah, they're, that's right. Great. I think Phil Vischer, he was an animator and was, I think he was 25 at the time when he started the show. And he went to... Bible school in Minnesota. Right. And when he started out the idea before it was gonna be a show about vegetables, it was gonna be about candy, and it was kinda look, gonna look kinda like the classic board game Candyland. But his wife, Lisa Vischer, dismissed the idea and thought it should be better if it was vegetables so parents wouldn't complain about candy and about kids wanting to eat more candy and less vegetables. Right. So part of the goal of the show for Phil Vischer is, so he's Christian, and he wants to promote positive messages and values through this show. And so that was one way he was doing it, promoting a healthier lifestyle, basically, to encourage kids to eat vegetables rather than candy. Although, I don't know how effective that is to make vegetables as these lovable characters and then to associate that. So when kids, whenever they would eat vegetables, they'd be thinking about these characters from the show. I know, and, like, I thought that when I was little. Right. Well, Phil Vischer, I know, voices the star of the show, who's the main character as well as the host, whose name is Bob the Tomato. Right. And his best friend who's kind of silly but lovable, is the co-host, the second main character, whose name is Larry the Cucumber, voiced by the co-creator Mike Naraki. I think the first bunch of episodes, it was just like four or five people who voiced all the characters, which is really something because I don't know how, how many characters there were exactly, but there were a lot. But I know that there's also Junior Asparagus, voiced by Phil's wife, Lisa Vischer, right. one of the main child characters of the show, Archibald Asparagus, Jimmy and Jerry Gord, Pograte, Mr. Lunt, Mr. Nezer, Laura Carrot, um, Petunia Rhubarb, Madame Blueberry, The Peas, and a whole bunch of characters right and a lot of these characters are voiced by phil and mike but some of the female characters are voiced by someone else right but before we get into what veggie tales was like when it first began let's just talk about a little bit about the new show that's coming out later in october what's the new show gonna be called the veggie tales show right so it's kind of a callback to the original so Previously, there were a couple of VeggieTales shows. Spinoffs, which had redesigned versions of the characters, which was re released exclusively for Netflix, called VeggieTales in the House and VeggieTales in the City from 2014 until 2017. So the animation in those versions was updated. It, was, it looked a little more modern, and the shows were a little more modern. If you've ever seen classic VeggieTales episodes, the animation is very reminiscent of Toy Story, but much less advanced, I would say. Like like the original VeggieTales, like computer graphics, kind of Pixar-like in a way. Exactly. So the Netflix shows updated the, that look, and I guess some viewers didn't appreciate it. That, like who watched the original classic show. Right, the response was mixed. And so with this new show, they're going back to a more old school 
style of animation that's more reminiscent of the earliest VeggieTales. Yeah, but this one will be more of a sketch comedy show. It'll also be a variety show and a musical, but still have the same Christian faith-based valuable lessons like the whole franchise is about. And actually, I want to ask you about that, Ezra, because obviously, as many of you know, Ezra is Jewish. And this show is very heavily steeped in Christian values. So I'm curious, as as someone who's Jewish watching this show, if that's anything that ever comes to mind, if that's ever an issue for you, no, or what not, you think about it. No, it's not. Although it's Christian, it has many of the same things Jews learn as well, despite being Christian. Can you give some examples of that? Like good life lessons and doing the right things, and a lot of God-related messages and things. So... Some of the earlier episodes of VeggieTales, they would adapt stories from the Bible and specifically stories from the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Daniel in the lion's den, David and Goliath, Joshua and the wall in Jericho and stuff like that. So you think there's something about the message that is universal enough that you don't necessarily need to be a Christian to appreciate the show itself or what the show is trying to and say. And when I remember when I was little, when they promoted the show on video, they said it has Sunday morning values, but Saturday morning fun. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. So just to finish up talking a little bit about the new show, but I do want to explore your early childhood memories of watching the show. But just to finish up about the new show, one thing that I find interesting about it is that it's actually kind of a comeback for Phil because in the late 1990s and early 2000s, the company that he started and produced VeggieTales ran into a lot of financial troubles and he was forced to sell the company. And as a result, he lost the rights to VeggieTales. So he no mm. longer owned it after that. So he, he worked on a couple of things. He wrote for some of them. Like What's With the Bible and some other things. Right. So he, he worked on other things, but he also was still a writer on a couple of VeggieTales-related media for the movie, I think, in particular. Like Jonah, VeggieTales movie, and Big Idea was later sold to Classic Media, later renamed as DreamWorks Classics, which that and a lot of other third-party media properties are part of Universal now. Right. But what's interesting is that even though he wrote a couple of scripts for an episode or a movie here and there, he wasn't involved at all outside of being a voice actor. Like so Bob the Tomato, Mr. Nezer, Archibald, Jimmy Goard, and Mr. Lund and several other characters. Right. But his involvement was very limited until now when he reformed his partnership with Mike Naraki and now he is writing for this new show again. And so it's kind yeah. of a return for him, which is nice. Like Bringing back his former glory. <laughs> yeah, you could put it like that the, way. The golden years of, of the show. Right. And I think that's that was a big part of why they're making this new show is that they're bringing back the original talent. Because the, the two Netflix shows, they had a team of writers, but both Phil and Mike were not involved. They're just for the exceptions of voicing some of the main characters. Exactly. So that said, I want to ask you... Just about because you watched this show when you were a kid and you were a big fan of it. So can you tell us a little bit about what it was like watching those earliest episodes when you were a kid? Uh, they were a lot of fun. They were creative and unique and sometimes silly and sometimes a bit scary at times. But they were a lot of fun to remember, like the silly songs, especially the silly songs with Larry and watching right. them like after school most days, I remember. 
and even reading some fun books with the characters and playing online games based on the show. It was just a very fun show for a guy like me to enjoy when I was little. And what first drew you to the show itself? I'm not sure. I've heard some little things about it, like when I was very, very little, and I wasn't didn't know about it, but then I learned about it, and I remember watching one of the classic videos, and then I saw how really fun and unique it was, and creative. Nice. With some, a lot of really fun songs, too. What are some examples? Like the hairbrush song, the dance of the cucumber, or the bunny song. Some had good messages in them, and some were very silly. Yeah, and one thing that when I was reading about VeggieTales, one critic actually said, which I found this this comparison really interesting, he said it was like the family-friendly version of South Park in that... I never thought of that! Right, so, and what he meant by that is that the show itself was zany, it had lots of non-sequiturs, it was just weird and funny and silly, and it wasn't that concerned about having a coherent plot or having like telling a sort of straightforward story it was more about like what would be funny right now to do yeah do you have any like favorite moments that you remember from mm. from episodes or the like movies? some i remember some of the moments like where they were some of them were kind of cautionary tales and some of them were good stories and some were kind of scary but they all ended up having happy endings uh-huh also, uh, I remember ones such as in one of the earlier classic ones when Larry the Cucumber does silly songs, mm-hmm. like the first silly song with a water buffalo song where he sings everybody has a water buffalo, but then Archibald comes in and criticizes Larry. Why are, what are you doing? You can't say everybody has a water buffalo when, no, when nobody has a water buffalo. <laughs> Or we will might get a nasty messages that say, "Hey, come on, I have come on, I have a water buffalo." How do you think you're prepared for that? Well, I don't think so. Stop being so silly. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, that's nice because obviously there's some meta moments in the show. There, you, there was one song you were telling me about that had some controversy surrounding it. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That one was called the Bunny Song, right? Which was sung by from the fourth episode called Rack Shack and Benny, which was a retelling of the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the furnace. And it was about it was sung by Mister Nezer, which that was his first appearance on the show. So it involved pretty disrespectful words like bunny, "I don't love my mom or my bunny. dad." Whoa, I love the bunny. I don't love my mom or my dad. Just the bunny. The bunny, the bunny, yeah, I love the bunny. I gave everything that I had for the bunny. I don't want no health food when it's time to feed a big bag of bunny. And it caused children to say that in public. And a couple weeks after it was released at the time in 1995, because it was only the fourth episode, parents sent complaints to to Big Idea, the studio best known for the VeggieTales franchise, saying how this is not a good song for our kids to sing and it's causing them to to want to do bad things. Right, so I think the original intention of that song, it wasn't to encourage kids to think that way. It was actually, because he played the version of Nebuchadnezzar in the show, or yeah, in the yeah. episode, right? So it was supposed to be to highlight the fact that he was a negative character, but I suppose the the song was so catchy that kids would sing it and and sort of not realize what they were saying, and mm. parents were concerned about that. But then they 
did a later version where they changed some of the words like, I won't eat no beans and I won't eat tofu. But then in the first sing-along video called Very Silly Songs, mm -hmm. they did a version called the new and improved bunny song, which had the words changed and had the Mr. Nezer character singing the complete opposite of, of good things that you're, you should do, like going to school and respecting your parents. And that's that was released for the sing-along releases because that was part of their mission is to to spread a message encouraging kids to be good to embrace these positive values and that classic episode had a lesson in peer pressure what does peer pressure mean so what peer pressure means is when your peers it could be your friends your classmates your co-workers your family whoever pressure you into doing something that you don't necessarily want to do I think when we were kids in school, you would often hear about like how people would peer pressure you into like doing drugs or something like that and how that was a bad thing. But it, it can apply for, for many, many things. I understand, yeah. And more about VeggieTales, I know, has had several special episodes which were longer than the normal length of them, which would be 30 minutes. Yeah, let's talk about a couple of them because one in particular that I remember that I that I watched when I was younger mm -hmm. is the Lord of the Rings. Parody. Lord of the Beans. It was I think that one was released later. I don't remember watching that one, but it was 2005. And you can't you can't talk about Veggie Tales without talking about the puns. Lord of the Beans, for instance, and they also par later ones parodied classic films like The Wizard of Oz or Minnesota Cuke. When Larry parodies Indiana Jones, the archaeologist in those classic films. Right. But one of my favorite, they do that with the names of characters. So in the Lord of the Rings one, the, my favorite is probably Ear of Corn for Aragorn. Hmm. So that's a good one. What are some puns that, that you remember from the shows that you really like? Or like Madame Blueberry parodied a classic French novel called Madame Bovary. <laughs> that's good. The first special of the show was The Toy That Saved Christmas, which is also the first Christmas-based episode of the show. And it should be noted that the new show, the first episode, is actually going to be a Christmas special, which is the first time in a while. Another special I remember was called Esther, The Girl Who Became Queen, based on the story of Queen Esther, which is also the story of the Jewish holiday Purim. Okay, tell us a little bit about that episode. It was about courage and bravery, and it had... Queen Esther, I think, from what I know, she's apparently the only Jewish character on the show. And I think she's also, from that show, that was her only appearance. Mm -hmm. I remember Nezer played King Xerxes. Mm -hmm. In Jewish tradition of that that story, Jews say Achashverosh, but the Christian term is Xerxes. Mm -hmm. So if it's a Christian show, that's why they said Xerxes instead. Right. And Mr. Lunt played Haman, Haman, the bad guy, and Pograit played Mordecai, Mordecai actually, and it was interesting and fun, I remember, but that one also kind of scared me when I was little, but I thought it was a lot of fun too. Why did it scare you a little bit? Some parts were a little scary. I thought Haman's Haman's song was pretty scary. Uh -huh. I thought the Grim Tickler, that character with no face shown with a feather was kind of scary. Uh-huh. That's what I remember. Right. So there, there is, like we said, there's a tradition of Veggie Tales taking these Old Testament stories. They have one about David and Goliath, correct? Yeah. Called Dave and the Giant Pickle, where Junior Asparagus plays David. But in this case, one just called Dave instead of David. And Goliath, a pickle plays Goliath. But it's about how 
we all know it's about somebody who's not afraid of that big, mean, scary guy. And what's the lesson that, that the VeggieTales version shares? Little guys can do big things. So that episode in particular focuses on how just because you're small doesn't mean that you are incapable of doing great things. So that I think has a lot of universal values for kids watching it. I know, I know. And VeggieTales has also done an animated spinoff, which was pretty short-lived, called Larry Boy, The Cartoon Adventures. Right. Focused on Larry Boy, the Larry the Cucumber superhero alter ego, who with power of swinging through buildings with super suction ears, kind of like Spider-Man in a way. Right, right. And he fights to save the the world in a fictional city called Bumbleberg. And I remember that show had only four episodes because of how Big Idea was going bankrupt at the time. There's a lot of ambitions that were unfortunately faltered by the fact that the production company was going through a lot of financial problems at yeah, the time. Yeah, they were struggling at the time, I remember. Right. But the obviously the popularity of VeggieTales has lived on because even after the company went bankrupt, they were bought and all these different companies, whether it was Netflix or, or NBC, they kept producing VeggieTales shows. I know, I know. Also... There have been a couple movies, too. Right. First in 2002 was Jonah, a VeggieTales movie. Mm -hmm. It was based on the story of Jonah and the whale. Right. The other one, which was different from the other one, was called The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, a VeggieTales movie, which was released 2008, as well as based on one of the classic Silly songs, where Larry, Mr. Lunt, and Paw Grape play three pirates who literally don't do anything at all. <laughs> And, and did you did you like those movies? Yeah, I did. They were fun. Nice. So what are you looking forward to watching in this new show? How it revives the former glory, especially from my childhood. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. It's going to be a nice nostalgic trip into your past, I think. Yeah, like the original 90s VeggieTales. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely a throwback, and it'll be interesting to see what changes, what gets updated... And what stays the same? Because obviously the the it's a lot of the voices are going to be the same. The original creators of the show are coming back to work on it. So we'll see. Yeah. I'll, it's a long story, but I really thought the show has was really successful and fun. All right. So the new show is coming out again on October 22nd. So yeah, I think that'll be it for our feature presentation. <laughs> Okay, so that will be our episode for today. We hope you learned a lot about VeggieTales, about the show and its long and winding history. I mean, it's been around for, what, almost 30 years now? So yeah. it's got a long, long history. So just as a reminder, if you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash animationandbeyond. You will be able to find unique content that's only accessible to patrons we'll be starting to produce content for that so be sure to check us out on patreon but for now before we close this episode we got a trivia question for you what were the flintstones originally going to be called Great question. So if you know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com and we'll give you a shout out. 
Animation and Beyond is written and produced by Ezra Fieldsmeyer and Casey Cantrell, with music by Noam Fieldsmeyer. We'd like to give a big thanks to the family and friends who have supported this podcast. Got a comment, question, or recommendation for future episodes? Let us know by leaving us a comment on our Facebook page or send us an email at animationbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation Beyond. Bye! See ya!